And thanks for listening to episode five of the New York Sports Beat podcast. My name is Rich Piazza. You can find me on Twitter at Rich P Fantasy and the show at Sports Beat and Why. Eric Frank and I previewed the Mets earlier in the week, and now I'm going to run through this 2021 Yankees preview. And I think it's pretty simple. It comes down to really two words health and postseason. We'll start with the offseason of the Yankees. They sat out of being involved in the top free agents such as George Springer, JT Ramudo, Trevor Bauer, Marcelo Zuna, amongst others. They didn't trade for Nolan Arenado or Francisco Lindor, and of course that caused Yankees Twitter to call Brian Cashman all sorts of names, right? And I wasn't expecting them to be involved in any of those main free agents anyway, except for maybe Real Muto, if they were looking to deal and move on from Gary Sanchez. But even then, it wouldn't have made much sense. It would make no sense for them to trade Sanchez coming off a terrible season, which is why I didn't think they would be moving on from him right now. He had absolutely no value. In fact, a terrible couple seasons, if you want to really think about it. One thing I was upset about was Francisco Lindor. One of my favorite players in baseball, and he was traded to the Mets. And right before this, it came out that he did, in fact, in the 11th hour, agree to a 10-year, $341 million extension with the New York Mets. So they have him locked up for the long haul. So congratulations to them. Eric and I talked a lot about him in that Mets preview. So if you want to hear more about Francisco Lindor and his impact on the Mets, go check that out. Coming back to the Yankees, they were never in on Arenado, yet the fan base was still unhappy. And let me get something off my chest right now, since this is the first time I'm talking about the Yankees on the show. We, as a Yankee fan base, need to stop with the, well, if George was alive, stop. Seriously, enough. George isn't alive, and hasn't been for 11 years. And in reality, it's probably been about 20 years since he even had his hands on this team. He's gone now, may he rest in peace, and this team is Hal's and other members of the Steinbrenner family. They're going to run things their way. It's going to be different. We also have all these luxury tax thresholds now that didn't exist when George was here. So, We need to just stop that. It's not so easy or even smart to just throw $300 million contracts around. Just last offseason, they gave Gary Cole, who everybody wanted, they needed to go ahead and do a $300 plus million contract. So again, stop with the George stuff. We should know by now that things are different. 
Now, I'm not saying you need to stop bashing Cashman in the organization, because I certainly do. My bashing, though, is usually based on not making any trades and overvaluing prospects, along, of course, with the lineup and rest days because of all this analytical bullshit. So you see what you've done? Now you got me cursing. I'm all fired up, and I'm going on a tangent. I'm cursing, and I don't know. Maybe now would be a good time to hear from or about, I should say, Thrive Fantasy. So let's take a minute and let's listen to Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season as Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. It's not NFL season, but they still have NBA, MLB, PGA, esports, and more. You choose five out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and you win your share of the prize pool. If you're doing PGA, Thrive has new contests for each day of the tournaments, Thursday only, Friday only, Saturday only, etc. So don't sweat if your golfers ruin your weekend by not making the cut. Thrive has awarded over 1.5 million in prizes since launching in 2018. Use promo code SHED, S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code SHED. S-H-E-D, when you sign up today and you will receive your instant bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm feeling better. Let's move on. So what did they do in the offseason is sign Corey Kluber and they trade for Jamison Talion. Two low-risk, high-upside moves. Italian has filthy stuff. Filthy. And at one point, had all the potential in the world. And guess what? The Yankees, they weren't the only ones in on him either. Same for Kluber, who had about 11 teams at his throwing sessions. So we're banking on these guys staying healthy, something that they haven't been able to do and bouncing back and getting to the place that they used to be. So these are the type of moves the Yankees are making. They're going to try to make. You wouldn't see them go out and sign a Bauer for $40 million a year. That was never an option. It was never going to happen. Also in the offseason, their biggest move was re-signing DJ LeMayu. It took longer than expected, but what an absolute steal. Six years, $90 million. Yes, the six years for a 32-year-old may be a little longer than we would have liked, but who cares? Seriously, who cares? It's $15 million a year. That is a ridiculous bargain for an MVP caliber player. He's been the Yankees' MVP for the past two years, their most consistent and their best player. So who cares? I heard it all as soon as he signed. I mean, first of all, everyone, the fan base says we have to re-sign him. We have to re-sign him. And then they do, and they're still not happy. Six years is too much. Who cares? Even if he's not good at all for the last two years of, the, of that contract, 
15 million dollars a year guys much worse than him are making more than that or in the 20s and now when you have a player at that caliber the contracts start in the threes with 300 plus million dollars not saying for someone like him at 32 years old but you're telling me the type of hitter he is he still can't contribute and be a good hitter or a great hitter at 37, 38 years old? It's a great signing. So if we're going to bash Cashman, which I frequently do, like I said, more so on trade stuff, and his lack of moves, you have to give him praise for deals like this as well. It has to work both ways. It does. They also brought back Brett Gardner, which I could have done without. I know I'm probably in the minority on that, but I'm more about what are you doing for me now and not what have you done for me in the past type of thing. Listen, I love Gardner. He's uh, a great player to have in the clubhouse. He's a leader. Whatever. It is what it is. I just didn't want them to resign him because I want Clint Frazier to be given the opportunity to be an everyday left fielder. Not a platoon with Gardner. I want Frazier in there against lefties, against righties. And let's see what happens from there. But give him the opportunity. Not if he struggles a little bit against righties. I don't want to see Gardner in there. If Gardner's going to be a bench player, maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe a late, late inning uh, defensive substitution, fine. But left field needs to be Frazier's full-time. That's it. And that was my whole thing about why I didn't want Gardner back, because you know how they are with this loyalty. And I could see it now. I could see it now. With two weeks down the line, you're going to see a platoon. Frazier might be struggling a little bit. Here comes Gardner. Enough. Let Frazier work through it. That's just that's how it has to be. I did like the signing of Justin Wilson, although he's currently hurt, but he did start throwing again. Um, and there were a number of relievers I would have liked him to go after as well, who did sign on the cheap elsewhere. But you know, we really the Yankees really wanted to stay under that first luxury tax threshold of two hundred ten million. Now, usually when you see something like this and the CBA, it could be a whole new CBA next year. So we'll see what what happens there. But usually when you see the Yankees try very hard to stay under that first luxury tax threshold, usually that's when they will spend the following year. And next offseason, there are some pretty good players available, mainly in the infield. Mainly in the infield, Javier Baez, Corey Seager, who's been linked heavily to the Yankees. Trevor Story, who's also been linked to the Yankees. Carlos Correa, who I don't think would fit with the Yankees, but he's also available. So we'll see what happens next offseason. But usually when they really, really try to stay and do stay under that first luxury tax threshold, it resets and then they will spend the following year. But we'll see with the new CBA next year what happens with that if there's no strike or lockout. All right, looking ahead. 
I mentioned the two main words earlier, health and postseason. This team cannot and has not been able to stay healthy. Way too many injuries to key players. Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Severino. I mean, I can list pretty much anyone on the team, and they have missed some significant time over the past couple of seasons. And it's just, it's almost an ongoing joke now. It really is. And I'll get more to that in a little bit. But let's look at the biggest weakness of this team. And it's odd. It's odd because it was once, not too long ago, a strength. But now, it is a weakness, and that's the bullpen. Chapman isn't what he once was and is now reinventing himself, adding a splitter, adding a new pitch, trying it out, which is great because he understands that he's not going to throw 103 miles per hour past you anymore. And now so many of people in the league do that it's not even a big deal. Britain, he's out for a few months. Adovino, who was terrible, is gone. He was so bad for them that they just gave him away to the Red Sox nonetheless. But let's focus on who they are relying on. Guys like Shane Green, fine. Nick Nelson, Luis Sessa, who I am just tired of. Michael King, Jonathan Loisega, who has actually looked really good this spring. Darren O'Day, and Justin Wilson when he comes back. Not exactly a world-class bullpen there. But it is definitely an area that I think will be addressed during the season and before the trade deadline. Although we know how that goes, right? We know how that goes with the Yankees and the trade deadline, which I'll, I'll mention just a bit. As for the rotation, I like it. I like it. I'm okay with it. Outside of cold, we have question marks? Yeah. And I'm saying we. I'm trying not to. It's very difficult. I'm saying we. If you haven't figured out by now, I am. A Yankee fan, although that's not going to stop me from talking about the Mets either um, in a non-biased way. But I'm trying real hard not to say that we. And those of you that are are fans know how difficult that is sometimes. So outside of cold, yes, there are question marks. But question marks with a lot of upside and potential. Domingo Roman has one spot in the rotation, rotation, sending Garcia down to the alternate site to start the year, and we'll see him up. Garcia will be up during the season for sure. Now, putting aside personal history and personal feelings of Herman, he was pretty damn good the last time he was active for the Yankees. So I'm not surprised he won a rotation spot to start the year. So we have Cole, Kluber, Tyon, Montgomery, and Herman as the starting five. Though to begin the year, it will go Cole, then Kluber, Herman, Montgomery, and then Cole again in the first five games just based on how the schedule is. And Talion will start the sixth game of the season, which will be his first time on the mound for 2021. With guys like Garcia and Schmidt, who's currently uh, working his way back from an elbow injury that is not believed to be or have anything to do with Tommy John, Michael King, Loisega, they do have some depth if need be. And we can't forget Luis Severino, who should be back sometime in 
July. And what I mentioned earlier about the trade deadline, we know how the Yankees are. We know what is going to happen to the trade deadline. You can mark it down right now. We're going to hear the quote. Well, we got back Seve and Britt, so that is like making two key acquisitions at the deadline. You know we're going to hear that. And I understand the rationale, but I'm sick of hearing it. Go out and acquire someone of need. That's it. Go out and acquire someone of need. If you love the farm system so much, look at your team. Not everybody is going to be an impact player for the Yankees in the major league level. And if you ask me, there is just one, one player in the organization, in the minor leagues, who is untouchable. And that's Jason Dominguez. Everybody else should be available for the right price. Okay, season outlook. I mentioned health as a major factor for this team. And for whatever reason, this team cannot stay healthy. And I have my reasons for that too. But I'm going to save that for a whole different episode. But I will give you a hint. It has to do with analytics and how the players are being used. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. Now, we have already seen that this team can make the playoffs and even win 100 games while missing many contributors, many key contributors. And I think that still holds true. In fact, even more so now. This division isn't as strong as it was. I think the Rays take a step back. The Red Sox just aren't the same right now. Forget the Orioles. And the one team I would be concerned about is the Blue Jays. The Jays can win this division. I don't think they will, but I think they can. So as we head into opening day, the Yanks are already without Luke Voigt and Miguel Andujar, who was just placed on the 10-day IL with carpal tunnel syndrome which really a translation, come on, let's face it. They just don't have anywhere for him to play right now. So two offensive players, two lefty bullpen arms, and a number two starter in Seve are not part of the opening day. And we knew Seve wasn't going to be anyway, but regardless, the injury bug has already struck, and we haven't played a game, a regular season game. At some point, this has to stop. Okay. Let's get to the fun stuff. Let's wrap this up. Get you on your way so you can enjoy baseball. Predictions. This team is going to make the playoffs and most likely do it by winning the division. I'm going to say 101 wins. AL East crown. AL pennant winner. In the World Series, really tough to predict because a lot of it has to do with what happens in the National League. But what the hell? Yanks in five over San Diego. There. That's it. We'll see what happens, but whatever. Whether you're a Mets fan or a Yankees fan, it doesn't matter. The 2021 MLB season is here. 
So good luck to you and your favorite team. And I certainly look forward to talking more Yankees and Mets very soon and throughout the season. That's it for today. Now go enjoy MLB.